Welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB pro figure athlete turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Welcome back to The Fulfillment Project. I am your host, Sarah, and you are in the right place for this episode if you've launched a program in your business and you're wondering what's next, or maybe it's even a service that you've launched. You feel like you are always in creation mode and you're getting a little burnt out of being on that creation hamster wheel. Maybe you feel that every year like you always have to be coming up with new programs or challenges to launch to get new clients in, or you see other people launching and marketing these really cool programs and offers, and so you jump into creation mode again to mimic what they're doing. So this talk today is going to be all around the creation hamster wheel, and it's something that I've noticed with a lot of our clients that we've been having some coaching calls with and and some issues that are coming up. So if I notice this in a couple of my clients, I know that this is probably more of a mass problem and it's going to help you who's listening here. And the one question I want to ask you is, what are you chasing? Because when we end up in on the creation hamster wheel, we are always trying to chase something. And in this talk today, I want to talk about, you know, the two different types of creation energies that we can be in and what comes out of those. And then I also want to help you get off of this hamster wheel of creation of always asking what's next or launching the next thing or creating the next thing and always in this state of doing and doing something new. How would you like to get off of that wheel? Put your hand up. Give me a hell's yes. Give me a a virtual audio high five for that one. Before we dive into this, though, I want to tell you a little bit of a backstory of, of how this sort of little light bulb went off in my head of, of this issue happening. Um, I had a birthday a couple weeks ago. I just turned 34. P.S. I'm actually loving my 30s. They're way better than my 20s, maybe because I actually like have money and stability in my life to enjoy the things I want to enjoy. In my 20s, it was a little bit of a little bit of a, a chaos going on there. Um, so, but anyways, Joe took me downtown Toronto for uh, to celebrate my birthday, and one of the things that we did is we decided to go axe throwing. Totally, definitely Joe's idea, something that I had never done before, but I'm always up for awesome new experiences uh, and to try out different skills. And I was like, hey, yeah, let's do it. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into, what I was going to be doing. I thought, okay, we're just going to like throw axes at a board and like see if I can actually land the axe. And we get there and there's all these different, I call them like lanes, I guess like you know, like if you go to like a bowling alley, you have lanes that everybody's playing in. It's kind of the same thing for when you go axe throwing. There are lanes and and you're there with, with a partner or with a, a team of people. And you're throwing these axes at wood, obviously, because you want the, lax to, the axe to land in the wood and stay there. But there's actually a, a bullseye set out. And it's interesting when I started thinking about why they have a bullseye or a point system on these on these wood panels. And you know, we go in there, we got, you know, whatever our ticket got us was for an, an hour of, of playing with axes and throwing axes. And it I thought we were just going in there to, you know, throw some axes around, like throw some stuff around, you know, for the sake of doing it, seeing if we could land it, and, and that was the whole goal. 
And when I get in there, I realize, oh, there's actually a point system. You can actually aim better so that you get a higher point, and you can create games out of it. So it creates more of a fun, targeted experience. So for the for the one that we went to, how it was, was obviously there's a bullseye in the middle. It was a, a, a black ring, and that was worth five points if you could hit that. Then the next ring outside of that was, uh, I think it was a red ring, and it was worth three points if you got it within that red ring. And then the outside one was a blue ring, and that was a one point. So you could either get one point, three points, or five points. And after our first couple rounds of us throwing and kind of like learning the skill of like how to position your body, how to torque your your arms over top of your head, how to release the axe so that it actually has some power and some twist and some torque to it to really get that momentum running through the air so that it actually lands in the wood, and then learning how to manipulate your body and your swing so that you can actually aim at different targets completely changed everything. And as we're doing this, I I realize that when it comes to marketing programs or putting stuff out there, there are a lot of people who are just throwing stuff out there for the sake of doing it versus having a a target and a calculated skill and strategy for how to win or at least, you know, how to improve your chances of winning. And and I got I kind of ended up in this like spiral of thought and it's kind of what I do is when I'm out you know in life or in situations I'm always kind of thinking about business or or how to relate or analogies to help you understand things and this made a lot of sense for what I was seeing in my clients for how they're marketing or creating or, or putting programs out there and when we have that targeted and and calculated skill or you know action that we're doing we're more likely to get the result that we want. And just being in creation for programs or for content doesn't necessarily mean that you're having targeted action. And so I want to bring you back to what I said at at the very beginning of this, that question that I asked you, which was, you know, like, what are you chasing? Are you just throwing stuff out there, creating, creating, creating for the sake of being busy, thinking that you're productive, thinking that you need something new all the time, you know, because you see other people marketing and doing different things and you feel like you always need to be doing and chasing what other people are doing. And, you know, so when I ask, you know, are you in this hamster wheel and and maybe are you relating to, you know, some of those questions I asked you at the beginning, why are you chasing and why do you feel like you need to be this scattered creation squirrel of everything all the time? You know, is it uh, an income number that you're chasing? Is it so many people in a program or, or so many clients in your roster? You know, maybe you're, you're chasing a lifestyle. Like, what is it that is moving you into action for this creation all the time? Because there's always something going on in your head, a reasoning as to why you get into action. And when we can understand what this reasoning is, sometimes it can help us kind of step back and and think about why we do the things that we do and is this really worth my time and and and, and the productivity that I'm putting out is it actually calculated and targeted for what I want and when we ask this to our clients and and we talk about chasing a lot of things that come up are income numbers and the magical one that I'm hearing these days is I want to make $10,000 a month 
Like, that's the goal. And I, I think that's really funny because why 10K? Like, what is so magical about that number? Why not $9,995 a month? What's the difference? And I feel that when we can take a step back and ask, you know, what what is about that number? Because it's usually a number or an, an idealism or, or a vision that we see for ourselves. Why is that important to you? And, and who determines that success? So who is determining for you that that is success for you? Whether it's an income number, whether it's a lifestyle that you envision, um, you know, whether it's a certain amount of clients or participants into a program, like who is determining that is success? And who said that that's what you need to do in order to have that success and happiness? Is it things that you're seeing? Is it things that you're hearing? Is it conversations with, you know, people in your network and maybe you see them as, as happy or quote-unquote successful and you think, oh, I need to do that? Because the reality is you create your own standards. But what if your current standards have been set out of fear? Is that the state that you want to be in when you're creating? Because when we look at what we want to do or why we should be doing something or why we should be creating or launching or designing something new, we get into action because we see something or because we, you know, something has been, you know, put us into action for wanting to create that. And when we're looking around at what everybody else is doing, we actually end up in a creation out of fear, which is lack mentality. So I always believe that you can create out of two states, out of fear or out of love. And the reality is every human emotion comes down to those two emotions, fear or love. Are you creating, you know, are you creating something because you're fearing your bank account is getting lower or you have bills coming up or you see someone launching something and that's successful so you need to chase in that direction? Or are you creating out of having a spark of inspiration come to you you know, wherever that is for you, maybe it's in the shower, maybe it's in the car, maybe it's, you know, working out or cleaning your house or driving, you know, wherever that is for you, you get that idea and you're like, oh my God, this is an awesome idea for a program or to integrate into a service. Yes, I need to do this. And I feel like when we create out of love, it comes from our own true authenticity versus out of fear because it's that lack mentality, whether it's lack mentality with clients slipping away or lack mentality with your bank account getting lower or lack mentality because you see Sally Jones, you know, launching this program or this service and she's successful, so I need to do that. So I really want you to step back and, and the, the first part of this whole talk is looking at how, what is that state of energy that you are creating from? Because if you've been creating out of fear, and there is no judgment on you whatsoever, because trust me, like I have been there. This is why I can talk about this situation, because I know what it's like to live in that state, that state of anxiety, that state of hustle, that state of, oh, I need to be doing this, or I should be doing that, or if I don't do this, then this won't happen. I, I've been there. I've lived in that. And and I think that's kind of always something I need to come back to as well, and we all do, of the checking in with ourselves as to how we are creating that energy that we're, we're vibrating out of versus that creation of love where it's true, authentically, your idea, it's, it's meant for your business at this time, it will grow, it will scale, it will evolve into your brand as it should. That's that creation of love. So 
have that like really honest like gut check with yourself right now with where you are creating. Because when we get on this creation hamster wheel, we're usually on there from a creation of fear or else we wouldn't stay on it. If you're not enjoying this creation or you're in this anxiety state of having to launch something or come up with something to get you know people into a program to make you money, to pay your bills, and it's this constant state of hustle and anxiety, that doesn't feel very good, does it? Because when you do that, you're actually putting all of your eggs, so to speak, into this one basket of time that it's going to take you to create, to market, to get people into and you're relying on that to order in order to create a result of getting you out of anxiety and fear. And it ends up in this, you're putting so much energy and re, you know, relying on this one source to create something for you versus creating something because you feel so passionate about it. It's come from a spark of your own idea or creation or download or insight, um, motivation, inspiration, whatever you want to call that. And you go into creation mode and it feels so easy and effortless for you. So what to do when you're in this situation? So if you're resonating with this and you're like, oh God, Sarah, I am, I'm in this like hustle mentality. I feel like I'm on this hamster wheel. I can't get off. I'm always launching something new. I'm always coming up with challenges or promotions to get people into things. I'm tired of creating something new. Good. Like that's good. I, I want you to come to this realization of being like, okay, so if I want to get off this hamster wheel, what to do? And, you know, the reality is that we, we chase because we currently don't like a situation that we're in, which is cool. Like maybe it's, you know, you're not making the income that you want to make. So you're like, okay, I'll just create something new and launch that. It'll get me new income. Maybe it's the, the way you're running your business, that, that business model and how it's set up for you. And you're like, oh, I really don't like this. I need to create a new way of making money. Cool. Like we've all been there. But the question I want you to ask yourself is, are you maximizing what you currently have? And this is where I'm going to give you a lot of freedom off of this hamster wheel, because I bet if you have been in creation scatter mode for a long time now, and I'm saying like a year, two years, you know, five years or more, you have a lot of awesome resources to maximize already. So I want you to have a look at your current services that you're running or programs that you have or perhaps some things that you've done in the past, we can take all of that and we can still work with it. You don't always have to be creating something new because if you stay in that mentality, you're act- the business will actually never grow. And, and I'm going to explain that in, in a little bit. But also, like you know, being busy is not always productive. And creation can actually make us feel productive because we're doing stuff. Maybe we're creating videos or we're writing content or, you know, we're putting stuff together and it can make us feel productive because we have this, this forward vision of this going to be amazing for our business. And then, you know, but that revenue actually doesn't even come in until you launch or until you market or until you actually keep marketing it. So creation mode is actually not as productive as you think because it is not revenue generating. Marketing and launching something is revenue generating, but creation is not. So we can feel like it's productive. We can feel like it's moving our business forward. But when you're creating, it's actually doing nothing for you until you actually put that creation to work. And the cool thing about this and the freedom that I want to give you with all this is that like one program 
or one service in your business can be a six-figure revenue-generating program or service for you. It can. It really can if you learn to maximize it. But if we're always launching this or doing that, or we have, you know, five to 10 different programs in our business, are you really maximizing all of your efforts and everything that you have to give to the market or or give to the clients to, to provide a good service or program that you possibly can? Are you maximizing that? Because if we are too scattered in too many areas, we just can't. We can't unless you have an awesome team and people to be able to help you. And this this really came to light as I was having a coaching call this week uh, with one of our clients, and you know he he was thinking forward into the fall, which is awesome. Like it's June right now. You know we're big on getting our clients not thinking about this current week, but like what's happening in three to six months of your business. So we had an awesome call because his his foresight had been to the been to the September and October and and what he wants to be marketing and launching and, and getting his market ready for it. And he's like, I had this idea for this program and this idea for that program, and I'm just going to create all through the summer so that I can launch them and market them in the fall. Meanwhile, he already has four to five different services that he also needs to market in the fall. So sometimes we can get hits of inspiration or we can get ideas and things that seem cool. But what I said to him was, okay, you want to create a whole new program and it was a good idea. It, it was great. It was for high school sk- kids. He, he works a lot with uh, hockey teams and kids um, with his facility. But I said, you know, are you really maximizing these three other areas of your business? Like, are they at the revenue that you're happy with? And he said, no. And I said, okay, so you need to market these other three services because they are big income generating revenue uh, streams for you. But you also want to start marketing this other thing does it take away from the focus? And he paused for a moment and he said, yeah, it does. And then I asked, you know, so is that worth your time doing? You know, can you put that effort that you were going to put into creating and marketing that into the three other areas that you know already generate some revenue for you? So we had to, you know, take that scattered creation squirrel and try to focus the efforts a little bit more. And, you know, when when we do this, what we want to look at is, Okay, so we're at the point now, you're going to stop creating. If you if you have already been on a creation hamster wheel, if you have programs, if you have services that you know generate generate revenue for you or who ha- or, or have in the past, and I want you to start looking at a few different areas. So number one, and, and this is going to be one of the most important ones, we usually go into creation and launching mode again with something new because we need revenue. Like we run businesses, we need revenue, like that's totally normal, like that's cool. But if you want your business to keep growing with the current programs and services that you already have, what you're going to need to do is continue to grow your network. So if we tap out our network for what we've already created, then we have no one else to sell to. So one of the key things with business every year is to always keep growing your network. So the more people in your network, obviously, the more people we have to market and to sell to. And if we're not growing our market, then this is when our, you know, our network kind of gets capped and we think that we need to create something new to sell to people we've already sold to in the past. Meanwhile, if you go out of creation mode and just focus more on growing your network and marketing, you can keep selling the same thing that you've created and keep making money over and over and over again, which I think personally is much more effective for your business than being a scattered creation squirrel. So grow your network. We can look at this in a few different ways. Obviously, growing a social media following, 
awesome. It's great to connect with people online um, and, and in those social, social media platforms. So yes, continue to always be growing your following. How do you grow your following? You want to make sure you're putting out high, high, high quality, valuable content that people are going to want to keep coming back to again and again and again. When someone lands on one of your social media platforms, like let's say Instagram, for example, and and I want you to look at this even the way that you start following new people. You go to their profile, maybe you scan a couple posts, you know, do I like this photo? Does it resonate with this? Read a couple lines, maybe you read an entire post, scan their stories. And like literally within less than a minute, you are making a decision as to whether you want this person in your life or AKA like on your social media feed every single day. So people are going to be doing that exact same thing with you. So is that content valuable enough for them? Your social media is not about you. Marketing is not about you. It's about valuable content for the people that you're making that content for. So are they getting something out of it? What's in it for them? Because that's literally what we're thinking. We're selfish human beings. We're very selfish little creatures. We're always asking, what is in it for me? So grow your social media following and be doing that on a consistent basis because that continues to grow your network. The next thing you can do is grow your email list. I talked about email list building um, quite a bit throughout this uh, podcast uh, through different episodes, and, and it's highly important. Your social media following is basically run by the algorithm. So not everybody who follows you will see your stuff unless they're engaging with you. So we always want to be taking these contacts off of a social media, getting them into like an email list, contacts that you actually own. You can email them whenever you want. You know what lands in their inbox. And you can grow this list by like, numerous different ways. So here's a couple different examples. You know, we can do free challenges, like anything that free to give away. Obviously, we want to give something in exchange for a contact. Maybe you want to do like free monthly webinars. Maybe you want to design some eBooks or a video series, uh, like run free challenges, like what I said. Uh, we have a client who does free challenges in his bootcamp studio. So this works for online and offline businesses. Running free stuff or giving away free stuff is really the way to be growing your contact list and your network. One of the things that I did when I started growing an email list in, I started in 2014. I live in the GTA, the Toronto area, and I started going around to running rooms. So running rooms are, they... They sell, obviously, um, you know, uh, equipment and merchandise and shoes and stuff like that for runners. They also have running groups. And these groups will meet at a running room location, and then they'll go off on their run. And what these groups like, the, the organizer of these groups, they really like people to come in and do like a 15, 20-minute talk before they go out for their run. So I would go around to different running rooms in the GTA. I would do a little bit of a talk, and I'd get people to sign a sheet, give their email address, and I gave something away for free um, in exchange for that. I think I, it was like a seven-day kickstart ebook or something like that. It gave like meal plans and, and lifestyle and nutrition advice. So, you know, you can get out into your community and do talks somewhere, like do presentations, get out there and meet people. Maybe some of your current clients have corporate environments where you can go in and do a corporate talk or a wellness talk or, you know, a weight loss talk or whatever it is that you do in your business. You know, ask your current clients, ask your current network, can I come speak at your work? Get people's contacts. Speaking and doing presentations and like kind of like going on tour for your brand is one of the best 
best things that you can do for your business, not just to grow your network and to grow your contacts, but it also leverages you as more of an authority. And you're going to be able to hone in on your speaking skills to be able to speak on larger and larger stages as you grow your brand. So if you haven't done talks or speaking events, I highly urge you to start doing that for your business because it's massively a, a really good asset for your business in so many different ways as you grow. Uh, The other thing that you can do to grow your network is have a really good referral system in your business. So, you know, 83% of your current clients or program participants or, you know, you know, boot camp participants or class participants, you know, whatever it is you do in your business, 83% of them are willing to refer to you. But most of the time, they don't know that you need more business or you want more clients or more participants. You like literally need to ask. And there's like a really great way to do that. You know, we teach that in our mentorship is... To, to write a referral letter and, you know, send it to the client. And it, it's set up in a way to highlight the client. So you say, you know, thank you so much for being a loyal client. I've been really enjoying seeing the progress that you've had. Maybe you want to personalize it with some wins that they've had on their journey. And then you just simply, like, get straight to the point and say, as you may know, I am mostly a referral-based business. If you know of anybody who's looking to, and then fill in whatever it is you do in your business, I would love for you to put them in contact with me. Here's my email, my phone number. Could you do an introduction? Simple as that. And if you have every single one of your clients on this referral system and 83% of them are willing to refer to you, that's going to massively be able to grow your network and grow your business. So, you know, just to recap that, to, to grow your network, definitely look at increasing your social media following, start building an email list, get out there with talks and presentations and speaking events in order to you know, grow, grow your email list, contact list, and leverage your authority. And then always be asking your current clients for referrals. Always, always, always. The, the second solution here that we can do with getting off of this, you know, creation hamster wheel and looking to maximize what we currently have is, you know, how can you make your current services or programs better? And this is something that you should always be doing. So just because you create something doesn't mean that that creation is a finalized, perfect product. It's like version 1.0 for you at this point. So how can you go deeper with that? And this is something that Joe and I have done with our Learn to Earn Mentorship. We started it in 2017. Um, I think we're on our fifth or sixth one now, and we have never run it the same way twice. We're always taking stuff up, taking stuff out, putting stuff in, adding better resources, um, you know, bringing in speakers to for our for our groups, you know, just making that service way better. You know, maybe you want to add more resources to a program or to a service. Maybe you have a, a back-end site for your clients. Maybe there's videos. Uh, maybe there's, you know, nutrition guides or supplement resources, uh, v- training videos, like what to do at home. Maybe there's a, a home and travel guide for when they're not with you. Like what can they do? Um, you know, maybe you want to start doing weekly Facebook Lives in a private community, like a private Facebook group for your clients. Like there are so many ways that we can add extra value to our current programs and services and make a better experience for the current clients that are in it or for the next group of people that are coming into it. It needs to be an evolution. Like a business is always an evolution. So your programs and services always need to be, need to be an evolution so that you're staying you know, up to par for what everybody else is currently creating right now. The next thing that you can do is look to invest into better branding and marketing. So how you marketed something last year 
I know that you have the ability to go deeper with that marketing, you know, show up better as a marketer, um, you know, let people know that problem that you solve on a, on a better, higher level. So when it comes to like your, your marketing and your branding for your business or maybe a, a program in general, the appearance of it is everything. Like how you present it, that perception that you give to people is absolutely everything. So maybe you want to get a new logo for your program. Uh, maybe you want to invest in some professional videos or some professional uh, photos. Maybe you want to invest in some um, graphic design. Maybe you want to invest in, um, you know, someone uh, maybe maybe making eBooks for you or someone helping you with a sales page to make things look better. You know, there are numerous different things that we can do to increase the quality of the marketing and the branding that we're putting out for whatever it is that we're promoting. So, and the last one here is to increase the amount of marketing that you do. So how you marketed something last time, can you go at a higher level with that? Can you put more marketing content out? Can you get that word out more than you did? Sure you can. And and this is the beauty of all of this and, and, and why I think this talk is so important is just like changing your body. You know, we we help fitness professionals. I know that there's a lot of, you know, people listening to this are health and fitness professionals, or, or even if you're not, you're going to understand this concept. When we want to change the physical body, uh, like add some muscle on, add some definition, you know, sculpt the body, we know that we need to have resistance on it. We need to lift weights. We need to challenge that muscle to grow and to change. So just like your your business or your marketing or your programs, we always need to be adding on, and maybe resistance isn't the right word here, but you know, just for this analogy so that you understand, how can we add more resistance to how we're currently operating and showing up so that we continue to show up at a higher level? So what you did for marketing something, whether it was last month or whether it was last year, how can you show up better? How can you put in more effort? How can you do more for that program or service that you didn't do last time, that maybe you didn't have the space or the capacity to be able to do? You didn't have the resources or the knowledge to be able to do. And how can you go, you know, go back to that drawing board and think, okay, so how can I, you know, maybe create more time in my schedule to be able to do this? How can I learn how to do ABC? How can I, you know, maybe put some income aside to invest $500 into better branding and marketing or logos or graphic design that I wasn't able to do last time? And if we constantly have this growth mentality with our branding and our marketing, this is how your business grows. It's not always about creating something new. Yes, like there is a time and a place for that, but have you maximized your efforts on what you currently have? Maybe it's redoing the entire branding and marketing for what you have and launching it as a new name because maybe it didn't take off so much next time or the, the previous time. So if you have content created, if you have a program, if you have a service, get off of that creation hamster wheel and look at how can you make that better? How can you create, make this one thing a six-figure earner? And that's something that Joe and I always do right now is every idea that we get, 
every project that might kind of download to us or spark of inspiration, the one question we ask ourselves is, is this a six-figure idea? And if it's not a six-figure idea, it is not worth our time going into. And maybe your business isn't even at six figures yet, and you're like, well, Sarah, how can I even you know, ask myself that question if what I'm currently doing is not at six figures? That's actually the reason why you should ask yourself that question. Because if you can't get one thing, earning more income, why would you go back into creation mode, taking time away that's not productive, that's not income generating to create something new? Instead, focus your efforts and go all in, go all in on what you currently have and maximize your efforts in that area before you go creating something new. Cool. Are we on the same page here? Awesome. I really hope this helped you uh, because this is a conversation, like what I said earlier, that has really, really kept coming up. Um, And I know that we get into scattered creation squirrel mode a lot. Like, I'm right there with you. I am not judging you, my friend, at all. Like, we get this. As entrepreneurs, as business owners, we are naturally creatives. We have to be. We need to create programs. We need to create marketing. Like, we need to create branding. We need to, you know, create this identity of who we are, you know, to show up online and and to attract people in. Like, I, I get it. We are creatives. But don't always look to be creating something new. Take that creative energy and put it into marketing creation. Put it into growing your network creation. Put it into branding creation. Put it into resource, more resource and you know, better high-quality content for your current clients or participants or, or those people coming into the next time. And I promise you, that will help build your business far more and give you a lot more of your time back. Because when we're always in creation, like it's, it's time-consuming. It really, really is when we're creating something new and, and getting ready to launch it. So I really hope this helped. If you like this, you know, please share this with someone who you know would love to hear this message and take a screenshot of this. Uh, Tag me on Instagram. Let me know you love this. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am sarah.fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews. So if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show. 